Why not see what all the fuss is about and visit Arcade Club at the UK's largest classic video and pinball arcade. Now open Saturdays and Sundays. Search Arcade Club on Google or Facebook to find them, or see links in the podcast notes on our site. the 10 pence arcade podcast uh, my name is victor marlin aka vertvic and i've got a bit of a sore throat so you have to forgive the barry white impression <laughs> i'm sean holly aka in your face sean holly so what have we been up to vic apart from being here at Eurocade in rotterdam as we speak well the story about that is mr beardo fantastico yes is you are the sneakiest of co-hosts <laughs> yes because you and my wife mrs 10 pence sneaky planned this without me knowing about it i only found out last week because i was supposed to go on another arcade related weekend i said to wife oh i can go on this thing it's brilliant because you can't go i said you mean you can't go she goes you can't go with doing something i said yes i can and then she had to tell me that you two were planning this yeah and we were in uh, riddikirk uh near rotterdam we're staying in rotterdam we drove here on in my wife's car came over on the euro tonic which was quite an experience and we're here today. It's a quite a small event, but it's absolutely brilliant. I really love yeah, it. Yeah, really enjoying it. So, what have you been up to since the last recording, Vic? Oh, well, I was trying to fix, you know, I'm trying to fit this um, PCB, this space jewel, into my asteroid cabaret cabinet. A jewel in space? A jewel in space, sir. Blinking heck. It should work on there, because it will, will output to black and white. And I was trying to sort the board out, and this board, remember, came from America, and it got squashed in the post. Yeah. So they eventually sent it to me for nothing. They said, oh, don't pay for it. Um, and I've been trying to get it working, and I actually got it in there got some noise out of it so the beeps tell me it's not working properly right and i've got to replace a few bits on it some bits are a bit bent and broken one bit actually went a voltage regulator went a 15 volt voltage regulator i bought a new one i'm waiting for it to come through but the guy who's helping out was godler martin white he was yeah. sort of on, on the facebook message and he was telling me things while i was trying to sort it out and trying things out and we did get some some sound out which is brilliant so i know it doesn't work at least and i've got no no video out of it either because i'd like to buy some new pots Mm. some new variable resistor which I bought and I've fitted but I haven't tried it I'm going to send him the board and hopefully it'll help me fix it excellent also Leon came round another one of our friends yeah uh, we nerded out a bit he showed me an interesting video some of his mates did that's gone viral apparently it's over 7 million people have seen this wow and it's called first person chat roulette uh, we've got the, the website for it and we'll put it on the podcast show notes so people can look at that and he helped make the big gun at the end you'll see what I mean when you watch it it's very funny mmm and there's some other bits and bobs that I can't talk about just yet, but there's something going to be happening next week, which I would have gone on this week, but I'm here instead. Mm. We'll say no more. Right. Well, it's been the monthly back case, so I've been there. There was a fishy theme to it this month. Oh, fishy? A, a Sega bass fishing. Oh, yeah. With a proper fishing rod. That was good. Oh, right, OK. Never I should have never got the hang of. But the one that I enjoyed was Darius Gaiden. Darius Gaiden. Darius's garden. <laughs> How do you say that in Japanese, Vic? Darius Gaiden. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good shoot 'em up horizontal shoot 'em up cool. And I've been to Arcade Club again, you don't say. You don't say, so. And I've been playing Frenzy this time, which is the sequel to Berserk. And I know you think it's rubbish but it's actually mm. different I never liked it we played Berserk here a minute ago actually and I love Berserk there's a lot to it and the Friends uh, of it's too hard it's very very different yeah it is different 
I was playing that with a guy called John Stewart. Shout out to him. And that's what I've been doing apart from travelling over here. Well, let's do some arcade news from around the world and local areas. Yeah, I got a bit of news this time. Mm-hmm. Cave have updated their website with a mysterious message saying coming this winter 2015. And it's Steam shoot 'em ups. But have they told us which ones yet? Not yet. It's either a new one or they're doing something with the old ones, but they're coming to Steam. Ooh. So that's good news for shoot 'em up fans. Because if you can play them on a PC, you can output to a video game arcade machine. Oh, so that'd be quite yeah. good. That's, I didn't you have to think pay the expensive PCBs. Those PCBs are hundreds of pounds. I didn't think of really that. Really expensive, yeah. Also, on Steam, actually, there's Hyperspace Invaders 2 I've spotted, okay. which is like bullet hell meets light synth meets space invaders thumping music very fast shoot em up yes I mean, look at this just my cup of tea that it looks like Jeff Minnis had something to do with it it's really psychedelic mm. and mad so I might buy it download it and never play it so what would be right was it £4 three ninety nine. something like that it's not bad is it I'll just end up on arcade games again but I'll probably buy indeed. it indeed yes and also put a link to an interesting article on the history of Soviet 1980s arcade games. There's a museum in St. Petersburg yes. in Moscow. It's really good. It's quite interesting because a lot of the cabs in there are almost direct rip-offs of Western cabs. Mm. But they've completely redone the cabinets. They're really quite eye-catching and very, very Soviet Russian. They're probably made out of old bits of tanks and stuff. Like yeah. They were made in military factories, apparently. Wow. They've had to destroy all the manuals. Oh, really? Because the manuals are classed as military sort of classified <laughs> material. So these people in the museum struggle to upkeep them because they've got to guess. Yeah. How, how and to work being in Russia as well, it's quite difficult to... But if they're Russian, people do it, I suppose. Mm. Wow. Got two more new arcades in America. Yep, opening up. Round one USA in San Jose. What's that? Where's San Jose? Do you know the way? To San Jose. That's the one. <laughs> I do. And, I do know the way. I've got to say that now. Oh, well done. And Coin Up Arcade in Chattanooga. Oh, I'm going there in December. Dead. I'll be going past Chattanooga, so I'll have a look in there. Hope we head in the door. Hello. Very nice. There's a Sonic Dash game, an endless runner game, coming to the arcades. It's very pretty looking, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a Videmption game. It looks like a phone game on a massive screen. Mm, I think it is, isn't it? Basically, yeah. Uh, Sonic Dash Extreme, actually. Sonic Dash is the phone game. Okay. So you can turn off the ticket bit, actually, and just have it as a coin-up. Yeah, it looks nice, though. Yeah, it looks nice. It's one of the new ones. And tickets are now available for Revival Winter Warmer. Ooh. which would be a welcome arcade event right near to Christmas, I think. And it's only in Wolverhampton, so it's yeah. sort of equal distance for both of us, isn't it? Brookfield Leisure Centre, Wolverhampton, and Watch This Space will be interviewing the organisers next time. Excellent. Mm. Definitely going to that one. Also, the Arcade Hunters guys, who do a good podcast. I'm the hunter. Oh, yes. They have done a walk around of the Disney Quest Arcade in downtown Disney Orlando because it's closing. Oh right, I wonder and who's going to get hold of the uh, yeah. Fix-It Felix camera. See, so got a bunch of them there, haven't they? Yeah, they've got about seven, I think. Ooh. And there's lots of stuff Ooh. there. It's an interesting video. 52 minutes, worth 52 minutes of anyone's so time. So long. Yeah. And, oh, this is excellent. An article on the Polygon website, what's it like running an arcade in 2015? Difficult. And they before. interview, yeah, four American arcades Dave and Buster's chain mm-hmm. the massive chain and then Little Independence and then a barcade what they call a brewcade I think yeah so the barcades are good but I mean I think when the barcades the arcades draw people in and then the beer keeps the place going yeah the beer and the snacks and the food I think mm. but so what it's arcade games yep and I found 
an awesome Pac-Man clock but you can only get in American Amazon I might pick one up in December mm. it's an awesome little um, it's an LED clock with LED animations on it I think it was 80 American dollars which is about 50 quid that's not bad and on to pickups pickups we've had loads I've got some again shopping loads <laughs> okay do yours first right I've got an HDMI to VGA converter for my main bar top yep and I was just going to start failing to fit to do it and I got sent a sick there's a there's a motorbike going past there because we're recording outside scooter it's, le- it's it's lovely outside yeah there's loads of people cycling in Rotterdam aren't there yeah they do like their bikes dead there's, flat there's like cycleways everywhere we nearly got run over some cycles in the night didn't we it's more dangerous crossing that little bit of yeah. road and crossing the actual car road what was he on about I got a 60 in 1 PCB through the post who sent you that it's Mr Dave Otto who knew about that did you yes of course oh well done and one lucky chin gloved buffoon yes indeed (laughs) that's brilliant so I've put that in straight in the bar top yes and I thought this is great because the emulation's a lot better than the game elf I had in there the 60 in 1s are amazing value for money Mm. you can buy them for about £40 mm. for 60 games that ain't bad is it so I'm not sure now what to do with my little raspberry pi I might stick it to the back of the TV and have like a MAME on the TV on the big TV oh, with the other emulators that it runs as well with that um, what's it called emulation pie station main. and retro pie yes retro pie that's straight on it's dead easy to install your game's everywhere mm. and what what pickups have you got sir oh lord loads of them right this is a new thing and we'll be, I'll be, I've got to beta test this I'm a beta tester testing of betas Ooh, very nice. it's basically it's some hardware which plugs into a jammer cabinet and it's got little modules on it for connecting to consoles they've got to be RGB consoles there because obviously RGB goes into jammer yep. I've got the modules for the Saturn Sega Saturn the Mega Drive and the SNES and the PC Engine which I'm really looking forward to because yeah. I actually want to stick a PC Engine in a cabinet yeah. some of the games in that are ripe good choice yeah. so um, the guy sent me that from UK VAC he's called Shane his name is and I'm going to be testing it for him and trying to give him some input on it but he's a, a home brew type guy he's not doing it for commercial gain as far as I know mm. but his work looks excellent they look really cool and uh, I'll be reporting back on that when I get some RGB consoles so I've got to borrow some you see because I've got no RGB modded consoles at the moment right but I will be borrowing some I've ordered some electronic components as well. Some of them bits came pretty dull, really, but that's for Space Duel. Yep. So hopefully that should be working before long, so I really want to play that game. Uh, Waff. Waff. Sneaky Waff. Mrs. Tenpence. Mrs. Tenpence. Tori, my lovely wife. Maybe a cool Pac-Man Monsters pillowcase for my car pillow, (laughs) which I uh, snooze in in the lunchtimes at work. You snooze at lunchtime? I always snooze at lunchtime. I fell asleep in the canteen at work the other day. Well done, sir. Yeah. What, in your dinner? Yeah, fell asleep. You have mints all over your face. No, no, eating my sandwiches, fell asleep, that's bad, isn't it? Yeah. I also, I've I've bought a new bit of hardware. It cost me £200. Yes. It's the most modern piece of hardware I've got. Mm. It's a a Taito Type 2X, or X2, motherboard. Wow. And it's come, it's like a PC basically, it's almost exactly the same as a PC, mm. but it runs protected hard drives with the games on. You need a dongle to run the hard drive. Yeah. And it came with King of Fire, so it's 13, and it's else. got some letters behind it, and it's, it's a really pretty fighter, it looks really mm. cool. I played it, didn't I, and it looks good. It, it's awesome sound. Uh, so I've got that with it, and I'm also, I've also bought a sneaky 29-in-1 hacked hard drive. 
so mm-hmm. I'll be able to play stuff like Death Smiles 2 Riding 3 and 4 favourites of ours uh, Street Fighter 4 mm-hmm. Trouble Witches and there's a bunch of other games now I can't remember which ones are, but they're the ones I really remember playing on the computer emulator of it Blaze Blue Blast Blue That's is it Blast Blue or Blaze Blue I was call it Blast Blue mm. who cares who cares it's a good game it's a good good fighter though and they look amazing because they're all 31 kilohertz VGA mm. and I play it on my uh, my cabinet it's usually my main cabinet which is my Naomi because it's a JVS rather than a jammer mm. so the next one up I any did... more pickups for you Nothing, that's it, is well, it? I, oh, I've just bought a Eurocade t shirt. You did? I might get on myself. Which, uh, which I will be wearing at the mm. next event. Somewhere. I'm a sucker for a t shirt, me. Yeah, I like a good t shirt. I might buy one. And also, there's a guy here called Jochen. Mm. And he's doing his own high score kits for a lot of the games. And he yes. reckons he can do nearly every game. Yeah. And they've got some high score kits on some of the cabinets here. They've got one on Donkey Kong. Yeah, they've got one on Wizard of War, which is an amazing game. I found that today. We'll talk about it later on. I love that game. Mm-hmm. They've got one on Asteroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other one? Space Zap. Space Zap. Yeah. And what it does is it keeps the high scores on the board, saves them, but it also uploads them via Ethernet, I think, to a website. Mm-hmm. So I think the UK VAC are going to do a proper website for it. So we'll have a European scoreboard, mm-hmm. which is brilliant. Really clever game. Getting these old, like, 1979 games on the internet. What's that about? I know, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's really clever. Live as well, almost. Mm. Right, I think that's it. That's it. For pickups. And we should do some feedback, I believe. Feed me some back. There lots of people enjoying the podcast. Retro Schmupper. Mark Bannister, Tobias Bergelt, Neil1637, and Stryker. Yeah. And a few people spied my custard cream that I disguised in the Mr. Driller podcast image. <laughs> and I've put in the show notes, talk about the blasphemy that is Oreos Golden, right? Oreos Golden are basically round custard creams. They've copied them. It's just, what, what are they playing at? Do you know what? When you sent me the, the, the podcast image, I love it. I didn't notice until later on someone commented it on the thing on the UK back forum. I didn't notice you popped a biscuit in there. <laughs> but I actually told you to put one in there, it was my <laughs> idea. I just completely forgot about it. The biscuit talk is winding down, but you know, you can't they're still there. You can't completely get rid and what, of it. And what another pickup I forgot. Go on. What did you bring me the day wrapped in Space Invaders? Oh yeah, paper. wrapped and padded and it looked really good and it looked like a really expensive PC. I thought it might have been a PCB or something. What and it was a now? pack of custard cream. Bloody custard cream. And you had one and you liked it. Well, I put you it, liked I put it. it in coffee and it went all soggy and nice. Yeah. And the wife was straight in there. She was like a rapid drain pipe. <laughs> yeah. Tramp on yeah. chips. <laughs> Tramp on chips. Okay, back to the feedback. Yes. Uh, Philip Holden, new listener. Met the chap with a 10 pence t-shirt at Play who told me about it. Was that you or me? It was me. Oh, okay. Yeah. In your latest podcast, you mentioned Jimmy G, who's on the Pie, Pie Factory, Factory yeah. podcast, and how he refers to Gallagher as Gallagher. 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 Would that be Jimmy Gotten by any chance? I'm not sure if it is. We don't know his last name, do we? But he sounds a little bit like Kermit the Frog. Uh, I like Kermit, though. Yeah. I think he's brilliant. Mm. And I think the way Mr. Piggy treats him is terrible. <laughs> it's almost like frog abuse. I haven't seen that for years. It's good. It's any good. Hmm. Anyway, so we had some good feedback from Retro Schmupper. Yep. I love that name. I might nick that name. You know, Retro Schmupper. Uh, Tony Doyle. Ah, oh, Tony. Hmm. He says, so Chris Poibug is from Burnley. Ha ha ha. He's going to love you for that. Sorry, Chris. Uh, is he not from Burnley? He's from North Wales. It's not far off. It's about, <laughs> about 400 miles. It's about 120 odd miles. Yeah, sorry, Chris. Friend of the show, Hitesh. Yep. Thanks, boys, and keep up the good... No, make that great work. Oh, we like Hitesh. Thank you, Hitesh. Muddy Music loves the podcast pick. 
go to his online store if you need artwork doing he's mm. got a new store up doing a repro artwork for cabinets mm. uh, marquees control panels side art all that sort of gear really high quality that's Excellent. good that's good Mappy24 that's Ian Cullen Ooh, which we will talk about soon he's getting good that lad he, he is he's he? good that lad he's played them before yeah. <laughs> listen to the podcast earlier great stuff happy to hear that Snow Brothers is the next game me and a friend used to be able to complete it on one credit yeah well, found that out, well we, we have found that out Andy has a PCB too it's definitely a lot harder only on one player mm. hopefully I'll find some time to submit a score which he certainly has he certainly has submitted he's a been score. busy with a house move the good news is I now have enough room for a cab or two Ooh. slippery slope Ian mm. we have much love for the John Studley interview everyone liked that which yeah. is good to hear it was a great interview that mate uh, Tronats from Florida mm. hanging around in Florida he was in America just finished listening again by the poolside but just thought I would say that in terms of journalistic quality the interview with John was simply brilliant it was excellent I think it was a lot of John more than me mm. it's good though it was really good yeah. Thank you, you asked much. the right questions and John answered them perfectly he did perfectly thought- get it Perfectly Pac-Man-y. Perfectly Pac-Man-y. Whoa! Phil Moore. Muir. How do you say Muir? Muir. Muir. Phil Murray. All right, yeah. Great podcast and absolutely cracking interview with John at the end. Well done, guys. Excellent. Roger Cantor, our Rog. Brilliant podcast this week, guys, and a really good choice of game. I love playing on the Dreamcast. I think this was Mr. Driller. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like I'm anywhere near the standard of Tory. Mm. Best you get a videoed and submitted, Victor, which I will. I'm going to get a video camera for doing like walk rounds and stuff when I'm in America in December I'll also try and get wife to beat the record again she's beaten it twice now so she should be able to do it again get her on the old uh, Twin Galaxies and an enthralling interview with John to finish I've chatted with him many times like a lot of us but it never gets boring to hear so pleased he has finally done it and was very interested to hear that track and field is next on his radar I thought it was going to be Berserk or 1942 first yeah I did anyway it's one of my favourites from back in the day I remember they used to play it on TV quiz show first class I'm completely average at it, but look forward to tapping John up soon for a masterclass. I always wanted to be good at it, but the hammer throw always lets me down. Mm. Same here, but John did tell me, I think after the interview, you need to listen to it, because there's a certain sound it makes when you're supposed to hit the button to let the hammer go. Because ah. he listens to oh, audio yeah. clues. Mm. He's a clever man. Mm. We've just been playing track and field, haven't we? Very badly. Well, I say badly, I'm not bad at it. But the cab they got on in here, we said in, in the earlier walk round, is a Zakaria cab. And they've got very stiff leaf buttons, and you need them to be quite fluid and quick to press. I am Jimmy, top poddy again, guys. Great news about Arcade Club's new home. That makes it a couple of miles closer to me, and I love the interview with John. Brilliant. And for a good cause, too, just giving... Bright red. That's it, bright red. Yeah, yep. excellent. Pingmaster Sarge. Love my new name. Ping! Ping! We haven't got a pinger here. Oh. My voice is knackered. Ping! <laughs> That's actually better than if your voice wasn't knackered. Love my new name, and I actually feel privileged, and my pinger is also doubled as a world record pinger, so please ping away to re- world record holder. Ping! He says to you, Sean, do you want me to make you an SD card you can plug into your Pi with all the MAME and GPIO pins set to play? I'll tell you which GPIO pin is what control function. Do you know what he did? Really kind of him. He sent me a nine-page PDF that he's made himself with all the instructions how to do it. Cool. He's a clever lad, isn't he? Yeah. Ping! Ping! Another ping. Uh, At me. You're a bad influence along with a great Bobby Idod whom helped help me loads on Facebook chat. Since you gave me a Spectrum, which I still haven't got working yet, I have bought a Spectrum hard key. It's faulty but not working. But now working. 
a Spectrum motherboard to use as parts also not working and a Spectrum 128K plus 2B <laughs> that's all I could afford on the 128K side of it and a div IDE which is the SD solution for it by the way that one bis I think is faulty as I did everything right and it won't work it causes the Spectrum to fr- frag out as soon as you enable I think it's broken mm. I also purchased the Commodore 64 bread bin I modded it for a dual kernel uh, an easy flash you've got an SD2 IEC uh, and all the bits so I've been spending his money for him he's also bought a Commodore 16 mm. stop spending money Sarge mm. and have some sleep <laughs> you've put it you don't like Commodore 16 they were like awful it. they were terrible machines I got a bit of a soft spot because my brother had one I had a VIC-20 which I really liked it was an early computer and I had a Commodore 64 years later but the 16 was just junk that is no right. good games and it was horrible it did have good games on it there was, there was a series called Burks which like cross between you're a bird uh, a little bit cross between Robotron and Berserk a bit like that that sounds like Seamus on the Atari yeah you to, I think you had to get keys to open doors they did Burks 1, 2 and 3 and I think they did Baby Burks which is a great name isn't it Baby Burks Little Burks uh, Benson Rad I managed to back back to back listen to the last two podcasts on my computer home this week fantastic stuff as usual all very natural and nothing is ever forced makes it a really enjoyable listen Bites so weird you got bitten Vic remember I got bitten by the horrible mosquitoes yeah yeah I had exactly the same thing last week on the Norfolk Broads I had no idea they were little mozzies or midges saw a couple under my leg and flicked them off next day though had huge dark purple things a couple of centimetres across had appeared and only just gone away now sadly as usual I didn't play any of the games I do love Mr Driller though only just recently sold my Dreamcast version on the forums great interview at the end congratulations to John very interesting stuff learned loads there that I had no idea about in the game same here mm. keep up the good work Arch we've who, been talking to the bar room. yeah we've just been talking to you Norwegian guy yeah this was a nice surprise quite amusing and well informed chatter and I look forward to following you guys in the future thumbs up to nitpick a bit oh yeah Zookeeper came in a cab shape of the second generation Taito cabs with a slanted top okay. whereas Moon Shuttle came in the first generation with a flat top good we didn't know that we did not know that we did not know that uh, Jake Smith our Jake love the Mr Driller episode and have some trivia about the game you can play the Dreamcast version with the Samba de Amigo maracas and the fishing rod controller that'd be weird mm. and it was also available on the Wonder Swan he also says he has very similar taste to me agreeing with me a lot of the time of course he does <laughs> uh, that was the only game apart from Gunpie I ever wanted on the Wonder Swan because it's a good, good game yeah uh, the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance versions are very slow Mr. are they? yeah really slow but the DS version Drill Spirits is really cool mm. loads of cool stuff on that uh, Peter K Man Sweden thinks drilling upwards is cheating I'm Mr. Driller, and he's put, get off my lawn. Okay, we'll get off his lawn. <laughs> We've got some uh, questions from Vip here. Recently, I drove to the East Coast for the other half and managed to find a few actual arcade games amongst the gambling and ticket redemption machines. One of the games was Silent Hill, a shooter. He knows I didn't like him, but stick with him. Now, the game was okay, but sadly, most of the looping intro video had burnt into the screen. Whilst playing the game, you could see insert coin to play, logo, and so on. So here is this question. Why does screen burn happen? Right. If you invented a machine that made money entirely based on where you look at, wouldn't you design a screen that took the looping video footage and could not be affected by screen burn? Mm-hmm. Good point. What happens when the image is on the screen, the back of the monitor actually fires a beam at the screen 
and eventually through time if it's staying on the screen at the same it will burn through that's why you see a lot of bank machines that have got screen burn on Yeah. and it's only supposed to happen with CRTs but it happens on uh, rear projections well rear projections burn really quickly and that's probably what he played because Silent Hill wouldn't be a CRT would it it's too new no it's a big one I, I believe I think it, it would have it. been projection and they burn yeah. really badly really quickly mm. they're the worst screens ever but I think what happened in the day is the machines weren't really built to last for 30 years no. so they didn't care and when it was making money if the screen burnt so badly it was unplayable they just chuck it away and put a new one in did they not know is that, the, is that part of the problem I don't, I don't think they did I don't think they ever thought it would burn yeah. and by the time they'd made the because the, normally it's a TV and a TV's always got a moving image on it mm. so you wouldn't ever have screen burn but when you put a, an image on it all the time it would get burned I think the worst ones I've ever seen from what I remember is Time Pilot with yep. the ship burning in the middle yeah and Volgus but it also happens on vector games yeah you've always got that screen burn of like copyright 1979 Atari on Asteroids Machine mm. it's always there it never goes yeah and it says can the effects of screen burn be reversed if they can't do you just drop the machine off a cliff and forget about it uh, yeah. basically you can't reverse screen burn you take the, the tube out and replace the tube right so anyway doing it it also says why don't arcade vendors calibrate the guns on gun games very well Silent Hill was terribly slow to register the gunshots which made the game harder and I was less inclined to keep filling the machine with my cash I think a lot of the time the guns get worn out the lenses go mm. and basically I don't think the operators care or they don't notice or people just don't tell them you put it into test mode and you can calibrate the guns so I think they will work for a while still if you calibrate them mm. it also says do all arcade games actually have moments where you couldn't possibly pass without make, taking hits effectively meaning you are guaranteed to fail even you are good at the shooting game or is that a myth a lot of games have got hardness levels difficulty levels in them mm. I presume most games especially modern ones are uh, completable you can finish them yeah it depends how hard they are and what they're set to depends on the, the arcade operator I suppose but I think they have to set a medium because if it's too hard no one's going to go back to the game if mm. it's too easy no one's going to go back to it so you sort of put it in the middle I saw um, what's his name Paz playing Ghosts and Goblins and he's an expert he can finish it mm. but there's one point he consistently loses his armour uh, and he does it every time but he still gets past it but he always loses his armour yeah. so there's got to be points on games where they're not tested it correctly yeah maybe a little bug maybe or something yeah. as well uh, he also says thank you for the podcast they make my travelling times fly by also can you let the listeners know what events you are attending in the near future so we can meet the bald one and the long haired one in person <laughs> next one we're going to revival which is yeah. quite soon and we're here mm. he can pop over now couldn't he just nip over on the plane yeah. quick uh, this one's from Zipper great pod I really enjoyed the interview with John great questions from Victor and great answers to be a world class kid of 14 on a limited budget with no home practice is mind blowing to be so young and to be able to look beyond the game into logic behind each ghost with no internet to check is savant like combine that with the co top coordination and concentration skills and you end up with someone special who is John it can't be taught by someone that young surely so I'm going to say it's genetics and use that as my excuse for being distinctly average <laughs> it's also an interesting choice to go for a single round of track and field as a possible next record the ability to push buttons quickly is surely a different skill completely so if you were to break the world record on that it would be even more incredible it's like Usain Bolt going for a snooker 147 yeah <laughs> 
When it comes to pressing buttons quickly, there's one guy that stands out to me. I don't know if you guys are aware of Takahashi Majin. He was an executive at Hudson Soft and had the nickname 16 Shot. Here's a video of him past his prime hitting 13 shots a second. And we've linked to a video on YouTube of a man pressing it's a little device to, to test how many times you can press a button. Mm. And he's pressing it 13 times in one second. His, his hand is vibrating so quickly. It looks like he's holding on to um, a feminine intimate massager. <laughs> He's, I think I know what you his mean. His hand vibrates so quickly, but it's a totally different thing to track and field because track and field buttons have got quite a long throw and you have to sort of press them three times or four times with each finger. Yeah. And John does it like a machine gun. I've heard him. You hear him playing. You don't see him. You hear him playing. It's definitely a technique. Have a look at that, in- that video. It's quite interesting. Mm. He also, Zipper says, I've got a shooting watch keyring like the one in the video and I recommend John pick one up so you can train his digits to vibrate that. John's digits already go quick enough thank you <laughs> having said that I always have the right have the run buttons on track and field mapped to joystick left and right so he waggles uh, well we used to do when we were kids on uh, David yeah. Thompson decathlon on the spectrum decathlon, decathlon yes I yeah. that as well finally I noticed you've introduced Sarge Pings for world record how about a retrospective one for my world record equaling score of 9,999,990 in the game that of the 10 pence Volfide challenge Go on, Vic. It's something I'll be able to tell the grandkids. <laughs> Ping. Ping! I've got six million on that, and it's my goal to get ten million. Or nine, 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 ninety. My goal is not to play it. Oh, it's awesome. Again. Right then, since we're in Riddikirk, let's do a bit about what we're doing here with the yes. Eurocade guys. Okay. It's um, quite a small little venue. There's only about 30 people here, but they're all collectors. They're all really into it. They've brought their own machines. We've had dinner here. We're having, uh, we've had a lunch here. We're having dinner later on. Some really friendly people here. Mm. And we've done some audio from the place, haven't we? Yep. Let's put that in here. If you require any assistance... You can call a crew member using the call points situated on the side panels of the carriage. I say, we've got to need Safety pens, instructions <laughs> are also displayed on the side panels. Please read these instructions carefully. Now. In the unlikely event of an emergency, follow the instructions broadcast over the public address system, shown on the overhead visual display panels, or given by crew members. That was a 10 pence public information warning. If you have any ferrets with firearms, run. <laughs> run like the wind. <laughs> You're not allowed ferrets or firearms in the tunnel. Why am I whispering? Les yeux sans visage. We're in France. Région Nord Pas de Calais. What does that mean, Vic? Uh, I don't know. It says okay. on that sign there. North Calais region. Okay, North Calais region, apparently. <laughs> I worked out on my own. Yeah. Sure, sure up, why? Yeah. 230 miles point. to Riddikirk. Is that all? Yeah. 190. Look at you split. Not far. That's too much. I, I should take a picture of France. Right, Vic, we've just stopped off in Belgium for a quick um, breakfast. What did you have? Uh, beans. Full English. Full English. In Belgium. In Belgium. <laughs> well done. It wasn't a full Belgian, otherwise I would have that. Hello, it is, what time is it, Vic? It is quarter past two or something in the afternoon. We've just checked into our little apartment in Rotterdam and I'm in a rocking chair. Listen, Listen, kids! I'm I'm reclining upon an evening on a couch (laughs) with some fine wines. Yeah, some lovely fine wines. It's really hot here and it's really lovely and the people we're renting off 
seemed genuinely nice. Yes, yeah, so what's... Oh, I'm about to go to the zoo in a minute and look at some polar bears. Oh, that's what we're going to Is it zoo? Oh, yes. Okay. Arcade zoo. Is it not a bit hot for polar bears here? Mm, they're probably washing them down with ice water. All right, fair enough. Well, Victor, we're here in Rotterdam. We're having a beer. How's the day been so far? We haven't seen any arcade machines. We did. did we, we saw one earlier. Oh, yeah, that We're in a bar. We saw uh, Ivan Stewart's off-road race. It wasn't on. Yes. But we had some white beer in there. It's quite nice. Yes. And now and we... we're at some sort of street party thing going on. You can probably hear the music. Podcasters just want to have fun. <laughs> Your voice is going... I know, it's knackered, isn't it? And we've been to the zoo to see some polar bears. We saw some polar bears. It was yeah, awesome. They're all right, then. We do a sound like Berrawai. Okay. I want to take off your brassy ear, my dear. <laughs> you might have to cut that bit. Yeah, got it. Hey, kids, it's about half ten on Saturday the 12th of September and we're on the way to Eurocade. Half a mile away. Half a mile away. Mrs Tenpence is giving us another lift because we'd get lost anywhere. And just one question, Vic. Where's the bacon? In the glove box. Excellent. Hello, this is a Tenpence Arcade and we're at Eurocade 2015. We are indeed. We've had some nice dinner, which was some... Some weird fritters, which were quite nice, and some sausage. Uh, yes, very nice. Like some sausage. So we're just going to have a walk around of all the cabs. Yeah, I'm leaning against a Donkey Kong Jr. at the moment, which is nice. Played that. Got 108,000 on my first go. Ah, so I've played in ages. 108,000 more than me. Yep. Uh, Donkey Kong next to it. Yeah. We've got Donkey Kong. Yep. And that's got one of the guys' um, high score kits on it, which is different. ArcadeHighScoreScores.com. And Donkey Kong 2. With Pauline Returns. You can play Pauline in Donkey Kong 1 or two that's so good a really good little thing I'm into Pebble Mario's yeah Mario Brothers I haven't played yet which I will play so I love that game that's a good game uh, Hyper Olympic in some kind of German uh, Zachariah because it's got a German uh, header on it yeah there's a couple of these two of them smashing the hell out of buttons there. with, with the star design on the bezel mm. really really rare cabbers from Journey which you played earlier and it's weird it's a, yeah it's a strange game we're not sure if it's got the uh, tape recorder inside because it's quite loud in here you can't really hear the tape recorder because it should have a um, tape recorder inside with all the music on Mm. It's got the digitised heads of the guys from the band, doesn't it? Yeah, it's odd. It's and then really strange, odd game. like shooting and flying games. A little bit like Gorf, actually. It's got different kinds of levels that you've got yeah. to do. Uh, Mr. Pac Man with Miss, Mr. Pac Man in it. Yeah. Oh, what the hell's this? Rubbish. Featured game. Push it over. The actual marquee's really nice, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. The cab looks lovely. I mean, we did we did the arcade uh, out of sight out, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, it's very good. It does look a nice cab. Oh, favourite of ours, Berserk. Berserk! With the big, massive... Original stick Original stick, it. which I won't say what it looks like. It's quite rude. Yeah, it's like a policeman's truncheon, sir. Yes. That's what it is. Hubert with the original swearing marquee. You can hear that from here. I wonder if that is an original marquee. It might be, I'm not sure. It might, it might be a repro because it looks very, very good condition. Yeah. And it's made out of plastic, I think original with glass. Ah. All oh. these cabs are in good condition. They because are, they're, they're like really from, nice. From the collector's joust. Yep, most bit of joust. We should play that later on, see play. Mm. Frogger. This is a different marquee than what we're used this to, isn't it? This is a Zachariah cab. It is, of course it is, with a curve. It's a licensed one, yeah. It's yeah. quite a nice little cab. It's got a really nice uh, frog on a lily pad on the control panel. Track and field. Little tiny cabaret track and field. I didn't like the buttons on this. Actually, it's got hypersports in it. The track and field's oh, yeah. over there. Yeah. Oh, a little tiny uh, golf, which is a lovely little machine, little cabaret. Yeah, it looks really nice. It hasn't got the lights on the side to tell you what level you are. No, it? it hasn't. But it's got the lighty up joystick. Right? Yeah, that's very good. This is a favourite of mine today. Wizard of War cabaret. A little cabaret. It's an awesome little game. I really like it. I might have to steal this. I used to play it on the Commodore 64. I love the sound. It's a really nice sort of digital sound. Really bassy. Yeah. 
yeah. and you, but I really like the game as well. And this little baby. Little favourite of ours, Space Zap Cabaret. And the guy has wired it so when you explode, there's black lights around the bezel yeah. and they flash when you explode it's as well. It's really cool. And this is also the same as uh, Wizard of War got one of his high score kits in. And you yes. can upload this to a website, it goes by Ethernet. It's really cool. We should talk to that guy later on, I think, because we're going to see how he does it. And He's the done Rasteroids as well. Yeah. And your score is on there, you son of a gun. 33,000, it's like set on very hard difficulty, I think. Sure up. Yeah, oh yeah. But the current score on Space App is an incredible 234,500. That's a good score. That is amazing. And we have a really weird little cabaret next to it, Blueprint. Blueprint, which is... Which is I'm not too sure about, yeah? Strange game. Nice looking cabaret. Mm, yeah. Cabaret, there's a lot of cabarets. Yeah, yeah, there is one. Got a centipede looking lovely there. Yeah, it's got a lighty up trackball, which works really well. It's a really nice trackball. And lighty up button as well. And we have an asteroid, which is really odd. Italian, Italian version. Mm. It's a really, really smooth sight. It's got a very thin silver T mold on it, flat. Smooth control panel. Yep. Which is different to ours. And it's got a Hansrax monitor in it, which doesn't, isn't fast enough to draw the vectors properly. So you get little artifacts on the side of the screen with the lines. Ah, is that what it is? Yeah, apparently so. It's Hansrax rather than a GSM. Sorry, G O It's got Lunar Lander. Which is, is a, a unique controlling system. It's a very difficult game. It's, you've got to have patience. I hate it. And nothing to shoot, man. Absolutely hate it. Not a thing to shoot. Now, here's a, a really weird one next to it. Space Encounters by Midway. Yeah. And it's a really odd cab. You pull the, the joystick around. I have a go at that later. It looks it's really like a odd. Tie fighter going down the Death Star trench, doesn't it? Yeah, really simple. But it's got like it's a black and white game. But it's got overlays in it, and it's like yeah. a 3D effect. It's quite clever. Yeah, and the sound effects are Space Invaders type. I don't know if that's the original sound. Yeah, I listen. think it's got. Oh yeah, Space Invaders sound. Yeah, it must have the same sort of hardware. It looks yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. I bet it is. I bet it is. Yeah. The next to that is a Tron, usual staple of these things. Yeah, and uh, lady playing ice nice. cold beer on a real machine. The balancing game, yeah, with the yes. full bearings. And their featured high score game. And we've got the uh, yeah the competition game, which is a nibbler. Nibbler and loves it. And that is very difficult to get the angle. Our high score at the simple. moment is seventeen thousand seven hundred and forty. I had the high score for twelve minutes. I had about two minutes. <laughs> Oh, red tent. Oh, one of these red tents. Do you know, I've never seen one in the wild. This is not the wild, though. This is just quite... Yeah, yeah. Not, full, not full wild. And that's got Super Mario Brothers and a golf game. Yeah. Magical spot two on tabletop machine. Yeah, cocktail. And next to that, a very... And that is a Monaco GP yeah. in, a, in a cocktail cabin. And also, we've got Star Wars cockpit. Yep. And that's a very nice monitor on that, isn't it? It's beautiful. Very clear. A huge three-player super sprint. Yeah. And someone brought in a new cab. This is the four-player tabletop version of Pac-Man. Um, yeah, Battle Royale. Battle Royale. It's absolutely lovely. I haven't played this. I've played it in Blackpool. I haven't played this one. Someone's brought in a universal um, ladybug. Ladybug, yeah. So I, I want to buy the... Uh, How long's that been there? Has it been there a while? Someone brought in recently. <laughs> I haven't seen it. And then we've got a corridor going through. We've got a Vectrex, an Atari 600XL. Supernares. And Snares, yeah. And what's the last one? A little Pong game. Yeah. A little Pong oh, game. Yeah. rather like my Pong cube with a little tiny screen. But in the other room where the cafe is, someone has made a, a, a minuscule, like a sort of three foot high... Ice cold beer. Ice cold beer. Yeah. And it runs on emulation. It's like a program. 
and it's got a little LCD screen in it and it's absolutely perfect I think Etienne MacGyver made that it's brilliant and he's a really talented it's guy it's got a slot in the top for donations yes. it also it's, doubles as a piggy bank it's a really nice little machine I'm really envious of that's that that's crazy it looks though. cool yes right we should go and play some two player games I think I know everything here is just really excellent condition I think I think all the people here are excellent condition as well everyone's yeah. really friendly apart from me apart from you get a bit wrinkled yeah brilliant and your beardy 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 fool yeah let's play some games let's play some games shout out shouting out to people that uh, yeah my one <laughs> my one right more on my podcast must listen list RGDS which I missed last time I listen to them now as well that's good I like it he gave us such a nice shout out as well Andy Godoy thank you Andy yeah and Retro League I don't know if you've heard of these guys I haven't yet but I will do yeah they're very good cool it's cons- mostly console stuff I'd say yeah I always download that one okay, it's so a weekly one as well and it's about oh, okay. a couple of hours good wow keep me going to work mm. awesome also a shout out and a ping to Dave Otto for my wonderful 60 in 1 thank you so much mate and also a shout out to Pingmaster, Pingmeister Sarge, for writing me instructions on my main. Very good. How to, how to maim up my bar top. He's a good lad. He is. It's very complicated. Oh, I must shout out to him as well. I've had another pickup I forgot about. Go on. He sent me a little uh, PCB he's designed and made himself for redoing the Vectrex controller. I saw his video. And I'm going to make the enclosure for it. He showed me that video. That is so clever. Yep, it's cool. Because the. the Controllers and Vectrex are rubbish. They're terrible things. Mm. What I'm going to do is make um, an aluminium casing for it to, to house it all in. Because mm. um, he's used like a sort of an Xbox 360 thumb, thumbstick, an analog thumbstick, yeah. and it works so much better than those rubbish joysticks. Mm. And I'm going to put 24mm sandbar buttons in it. I'm just waiting for some black buttons from Arcade Japan. That's excellent. That'd be good, that. Mm. Also, I must shout out to all the people here. They've made us feel very welcome. Yes. Uh, absolutely lovely people. And their English is a lot better than my foreign. Yeah, they're very good, aren't they? They're brilliant people. It's really nice. Uh, just some people I think of as Etienne, Level 42, Arch, Anunnaki, who's very good at games. Uh, there's loads of people here. If I've mm. forgotten you guys, thanks for having us. It's been absolutely lovely here so far. It's and why for taking us here and driving yeah, us all the way. we would be lost, wouldn't we? We would be in the middle of Rotterdam. We'd we'll be just sat in Belgium in a services crying. Probably. Where are we, Vic? Where, are we? <laughs> Where the bloody hell are we? And I'd like to give a shout out to Steve Monkey Chunk because he sent me a Steam key for okay. the game Planet Ship, which is a strange open world space exploration game where you shoot stuff. In the face? It, I think is quite a lot of face shooting. I thought it might have been but it's a, you've got to think about it and collect oh, resources no. and that so I'm not so sure on thinking on games because mm. I'm mainly shooting things is my thing Indeed. as you know I think that might be it for shout outs yeah I just thought of something else actually what has been your highlight game at Eurocade so far I've had a few I know what it is mm. well two two go on Asteroids because I've done so well on it and sure it's, up and it's set on a harder setting. Yeah, you beat my record. Definitely set on a harder setting. Thirty-four thousand. And the night before last, when you come around my house, you—I can't say it without being so angry—you <laughs> ruined my high score on Asteroids <laughs> Deluxe. Asteroids Deluxe. You yeah. put your stupid name on top and it saves it. Yes. I've got to try and beat them. You put all three on there. Yeah. Oh, you bugger. You—you you went into a curry, didn't you? So I sort of got yeah, on that. Sneaked in. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that and magical spot two. I want Magical Spot 2 In a cocktail. It's in a cocktail. It's a universal game. And I think that that game board can be adapted a little bit 
to go in one of my Cosmic Allen mm. machines because that and also I played Ladybug on a cocktail which is quite a lot of fun yep. and my standout game is Wizard of War oh I love the Wizard sound Wizard of War da, 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 da. that sound yeah the game is brilliant I really like it mm. it's a little um, cabaret machine and it's next to a space app cabaret which is also brilliant yes and it's a little blueprint cabaret I've never seen before it's an mm. odd game isn't it that's odd yeah. but I really like the cabarets and in Europe they seem to be quite easy to find I've seen mm. a few here like that Yeah. but they do like the cabarets what's the game I've been playing I played Space Encounters an old black and white game mm. which has got some amazing effects just for a black and white game yeah and doesn't look black and white does it no and these high score kits we're talking about which get sent to the internet he's also programmed lots of other things into the game as well because like on the asteroids when you first turn it on there's loads of options to change parts of the game he's got an animated title board screen as well mm, it's clever clever lab so I'm going to try and buy one of those I think mm. maybe for Donkey Kong because you can play Pauline on the Donkey Kong as well yeah which Donkey is cool. Kong 2 yeah mm. yeah that magical spot I think Universal did a lot of quirky shooters didn't they based just, on just diff- similar games yeah based on like the Galaxian theme but just different kind of really takes on though, it. Isn't it yeah like your Cosmic Allen's it's a bit different isn't it yes it's like Galaxian it's got little twerky quirky yeah. bits in twerky it. twerky is it twerking yes it is uh oh uh oh uh oh uh oh yeah right and it's time to do some forgotten forgotten gems, gems. Right, forgot. this is my forgotten gem, and it was our featured music way back in Podcast 25, Sivan by Canico, 1998. Okay. I think it's an outstanding bullet hell. It's very stylish. You, you, you can control one of three dragons. Oh, okay. And the graphics are great. I want to really get into this. This would be a great PCB, but it's expensive. Probably. Canico, are they expensive PCBs? I don't know, mate. Not really come across it, that one. Mm. Sivan, that's mine. Really good. Jace 38, Fire Barrel from Irem 1993. VSEU. You keep Vertical forgetting. shooter Yes, you got it. Ryden style. In a Ryden style, yeah, it's good. Danny, Frothmeister. He sent this one into us a long time ago. We're just getting to the end of our Forgotten Gems list. Mm. So please send in some more Forgotten Gems. We're running out of them. Yes, please. Before we forget. Mm. This is Gunsmoke Capcom. Gun dot smoke. Gun dot smoke. I don't know what the dot's about. Yeah. Gun and smoke. I don't know. It's a good game, isn't it? It's a lovely game. I was playing it on my new 16 and it's quite difficult, actually. We might have to do that one. Mm. It's a good game. We like the Capcoms. We love we? the early Capcoms. Mm. Phil V85, Mega Twins, also known as Chicky Chicky Boys. Chicky Chicky. Capcom 1990, QTBEU. Beat em up. Oh, with sky and sea levels. Yeah, you can fly and swim. My one is uh, Virtual Beard Fighter 4. Do you like that? It's a brilliant game. Um, you got to fight many beards. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. I haven't done one. No. Part, oh, well. I got a part for that. Yeah. I haven't oh, done yeah. one. I, I suppose a forgotten gem for me would be Wizard of War. Mm. Because I have played it before in Mame. Um, I think RGP James has got one in his house. He has. Which is quite nice, but I love it. It's mm. a really quirky looking. It's got really good effects. It's an old game. Yeah. It's got speech. It's amazing. Mm. So that's a forgotten gem for me. I'm going to try and nick that. It's good sound. I'm going to put it in the back of the car. You good atmosphere. Good atmosphere mm. in that game. Kind of spooky. Yeah, and when you play two players, it's a lot of fun as well. Yeah, you shoot each other. And you get a bit of a surprise when the wizard actually comes out. He's like a cloaked thing. And he moves mm. really quickly. Yeah. He keeps killing me. Yeah. Right, now it's time for our musical interlude. And because we've done a couple of console ones, I'm quite getting back into my console music. Okay. RGDS did a 
podcast on Castlevania. Okay. So it's made me listen back to Castlevania 4 music on the SNES, which I loved. Now, this bit of music is from level, I think it's 1.1 or 1.2, mm-hmm. and it's great music. Music's awesome. I like it, mm, but I think they're well-known composed piece of music. They are. Mm, the whole soundtrack's great. I'm talking about um, consoles. I will be using consoles quite a lot later when I start testing like hardware. The Jammercon. Oh yeah. But I'm going to get my PC Engine. I've got a kit to make it RGB, and I will do that soon. Also, Leon got when I was playing with Leon at home. He got right into PC Engine. He's got a load of games up his street, so I'll try and get my white one working and sell it to him for cheap. Ah, before we do the featured game, yes. Snow Brothers, there's a little sort of uh, feedback here from Mad Stee, who picked it. He's got, Hi guys, we'd just like to thank you again for letting me pick the game for the week, and also to apologise to anyone who doesn't like it, for <laughs> me. If you could indulge me for a few moments to explain why I picked it and my thoughts on it, let's indulge him. Go on. As I said before, I grew up in South Wales, away from such wonders as arcades. These were only seen on days out to local seaside resorts or on holiday. So growing up on the only place I can remember regularly playing these games were the local leisure centre or a country pub that was family-friendly. The Red Cow. The Red Cow? Isn't that a laughing cow? Black Bull. Red no. Cow, has he got that right? He must, he must have done. Modded it. Mm, there's a white bull, there's a black bull. And he modded a red cow. Mm. So I wanted to pick a game for this time that I haven't played for a while. Sadly, my memory isn't the greatest, and the only games I can remember playing at the Leisure Centre were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Lead Storm. Being, as I know, Victor's opinions on going right and having a fight that ruled Turtles out and didn't want to encourage people to try and beat my record. In the pub, I can remember playing Pac-Land, Pang, and Snow Brothers. I nearly picked Pac-Land, and remembered it was a bit rubbish, and recently <laughs> played Pang on the DS, so I was left with Snow Brothers. We've already done Pang, though. We have, mm-hmm. yeah. 
after playing it a lot recently and still enjoying it however it's not as good as I recall I feel this maybe when I played it in the Red Cow there was always a crowd of us and we played co-op with different players jumping in and out on your own it can get a bit repetitive Red Lion <laughs> Blue Tiger I'm thinking of Pulsy Redding I've got enough on the tangent go on sorry Majesty playing it this time for the podcast with a focus on high scores that's highlighted the somewhat uneven scoring with up to 70,000 bonus points for completing each floor in one go it becomes vital to work out ways to do this and repeat them stage after stage to maximise score this did mean that if, if missed the bonuses early on I would restart the game rather than carrying on also the power-ups are vital later on when you die and start without them is a struggle I'll shut up now just wanted to say thanks again for an excellent podcast and all my world record pings Steve P.S. feel free to use as much or little as you want from this email thank mm. you very much Steve you've used it all there well done featured game review here we go as Steve here just we said go. it is Snow Brothers it is Nick and Tom I've crossed it out Vic and Sean as you see from the podcast image we are Snow Brothers fighting each other with snowballs indeed not yellow ones I hope no the white ones good it's a tower plan game so it's got to be fantastic mind you saying that some tower plan games are not so fantastic I'm wincing a little bit 1990 game uh-huh. this game is controlled with a raw carrot and two pieces of coal do you see what I did? You've got there? to get hold of the snowman's nose. And the snowman's the nose, yeah, and, and the coal is like his eyes. Poke him in the eye, mm. in the face. It's quite clever, that, anyhow. I've put that in there. You're a genius, yeah, mate. Thanks, mate. Well done. But really, it's an eight-way stick and two buttons. Well, is it four-way? Is it four-way? I would have thought it's a four-way. Yeah, because you can't do anything. No, diagonally. it is an eight because you can jump diagonally upwards. Ah, and I would say it's probably the most popular non-shmup tower plan game. You're not so sure, are you? It might be a two-way, you know. Two way, like bubble bubble, just left and right, and you press a button to jump up, don't you? Yeah. Feel free to write hate mail to Sean. Mm. Hate beak. We've hate, seen hate beak. We've seen lots of hate beaks. Went to the zoo yesterday. We saw it was brilliant. Hate, hate beak. I saw polar bears. I love polar bears. <laughs> I got excited, didn't I? And I saw turtles in the water. I love turtles. Got well excited. All right, enough zoo talk. Yeah. Right. Type of game. Right. Snow Brothers is a one or two player simultaneous single screen platform game in a similar vein to Bubble Bobble. You are either Nick or Tom, a snow fighting snowman, snow flinging snowman, whose job it is to clear the screen of nasty monsters by turning them, turning them into snowballs and kicking them to the bottom left or bottom right corners of the screen. Right. This bit's from the flyer. It says, Puck up enemy with snow. Kick snowball enemy inside in brackets. Get high points by kick out enemies thoroughly. What that means is when you see a baddie, you throw snowballs at him until he turns into a ball. You cover him. And then you press your fire button on him and it kicks him out. Yes. And anything in his way gets knocked over. But you can push them along, can't you? You can, you yeah. can collect snowballs up and push yeah. them. And when you release more than three at a time, I think one goes blue. Yeah, you, you get different bonuses. You can do it kind of like a pool ball. If you if you hit one of the other guys as a complete snowball, he turns blue. Yep. So you make a snowball. Yep. You fling it out. It hits another one that you've already made. Ping. He turns Pong. blue. Ba-ding. And any any guy that the blue snowball takes out gives you eight thousand points. Ooh. What do points make? Uh, rubbish game. Snow. Yes. You know you said this was the one of the best popular non shmup turplan games. Yeah. I disagree. You think it's Pippi and Bibbies. Pippi and Bibbies. Unfortunately, the... we can't really feature that on the podcast because silly pervy bits in it. Yeah, it's late. Which are really sport. unnecessary because mm. the game's actually a bit like um, Elevator Action. Yep. Crossed with other bits. It's quite a fun little game, but then, I mean, in between levels, these little bits with the reveal parts of a girl's clothing, which is just boring and rubbish. Mm. It's not needed. If they could turn that off, it'd be a yeah. really good game. 
There's another game called Bonanza Brothers, which I think is similar to it. You're planting bombs in a yeah. room, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. We did have a little go on your candy cab, didn't we? We did. Mm. I didn't like it. <laughs> I liked it a bit better. I played it again later on, and I got a bit more into it, but... Mm. Mm, graphics are good. No. Anyway, back to Snow Brothers. If you get caught up in the path of a rolling snowball... Yeah. It, ca- it captures you in the snowball and flings you all over the screen. Now, this is useful, because if you're at the top you of the screen... it at all? No. Oh, I if you're you at could. the top of the screen, it will take you down to the bottom of the screen really quickly. Yeah, and if you take out all the bad guys in one hit... Yeah. These cards fall from the sky. So I think, is it cards or money or something? It's something, but when you get them, they're 10,000 points each. Yeah. So that's the idea, is get all the baddies in one hit yeah. and get to the bottom and scoop up all the 10,000 points because they go quite quickly don't they yeah you also get bonus sushi indeed it's sushi we had some earlier mm, I didn't did you have did you try it I had some salmon it's very nice mm. they do like raw fish here yeah I'm not so keen the sausage would be ever nice yeah fli- fli- flair some uh, Klein, Klein Flondel something we're going to get I don't know what it's called we're going to get our asses kicked below there was two types that are really nice I tried it was a, a fritter thing yeah which was really nice what was inside that it was like sort of meaty paste that's it it was lovely yeah uh, and with we, mustard I didn't like mustard I had tomato sauce oh, yeah. ketchup ketchup and we also had some sort of uh, uh, local sausage yeah nice that yeah, that was really the nice. room front or whatever mm, you call it yes <laughs> I don't know what that I don't know how to say that I asked I asked Andre six times what it was and I still couldn't pronounce it. You're rubbish. We are rubbish. I am rubbish. Anyway, yeah, bonus sushi appears at the end of each level and could be collected for for ten uh, sorry, a hundred to two thousand points. And also killing some baddies gives you advantage items they're called. Advantage items. And they're little sort of vials of liquid. Yeah. The red the one is speed up. The blue one gives you a power shot. The yellow one. A shot of power. And you can fire long range with the yellow one. And the green one. The green one, you guy sort of inflates up into like a balloon. I didn't get that one. And you can fly all over the screen and everything you touch gets your 8,000 points. Oh, I never saw that one. Mm. Actually, it might not be 8,000. I think you get some 8,000s. And also, if you get a little face up here, like your face, mm. not in your face. In your face. Your snowman face. If you collect that, these four blue guys come out. Mm. And if you kill some of them, they've got letters inside. Yeah. Like the extend on Bubble Bubble. Yeah. And they pronounce, they, they spell out the word S-N-O-W. Mm. Swan. No, snow. <laughs> Ones. Snow. No. Ones. So you, you make snow and you get an extra life. Yes. It's really hard to do on one level. Never did it. You can get like SN and then later on you can get OW, so you yeah. can get an extra It's like Bubble Bubble with the extend. It's mm. difficult to get. Yeah. Every tenth level is a boss level. Yep, I saw the first boss, killed him. Who you have to kill with shots, and or you can snowball the baddies he's firing at you and fire them at him, which is quick. It's quite easy to do the first yeah. one. I did it the first time. And there's 50 levels in total. Oh my lord. I think I got to... 12. 17. Not, not, I didn't even get to the second boss level. Okay. Take too long to complete a level, and an evil pumpkin beast fires fiery rubbish at you fiery rubbish fiery rubbish old kippers and stuff (laughs) on fire it's like a it reminds me of a ghost from the Mario games okay the booze Mm. okay 
we had I, know, I never took long enough to do that so I saw him a few times but finished levels quickly we had some booze last night didn't we we had a bit of booze had a bit of booze I tried rum and coke it's quite a nice rum and coke I told you mm. so tell me about the secrets and play tips because I didn't play this very much mm. because I I just couldn't really get into finding the bonuses yeah it's all about bonuses you, could, you kind of plan it yeah as we said this game is all about trying to kill all the bad guys at once for big bonus points the best way to do this is to get to the top of the screen the top platform and to kick the snowball down the screen wiping out all of the monsters on the way down if you hitch a ride with a snowball down to the bottom of the screen you can catch all the money that then drops each is worth 10,000 points oh, okay. and it's much better if you have the speed up because you can collect them all yeah because you're not fast enough to scoop them all up are you no. you speed up you're not so you can turn the snowballs blue by rebounding them off each other yep and that's when you get the 8,000 points yeah. for each thing yeah useful tip Mm. Monsters cannot walk past a half-made snowball. So if you, uh, you catch yeah, you a guy, can, you, can, you can cocoon yourself in a corner. You so can stay in the corner. It's, it's, that's an ideal way of doing the very first level. Yeah, I saw you playing. You stay yeah. bottom left. You keep hitting a guy. You don't make him into a full snowball. You just stop him from moving. And then when all the guys are on the same level as you, the bottom of the level, let the snowball go. you let the snowball go and you get you wipe you out. You're telling me the red the red monsters, which are the first monsters, they always come down. Yeah, they don't go up. They always come down. Yeah, and there's only four different coloured monsters, isn't there? That we've seen, yeah, and I think there is because there's only four on the end screen. When there's you die. the red monsters with big noses, which yeah. are a bit ugly. There's the yellow monkey type things that run at you You're quite quick. The green froggy guys who fire fire out their mouths. Oh, they're and nasty. The blue guys, Three who, nasty. They were like whirlwinds, aren't they? They yeah. whirl around and then transport themselves all over the screen. And you can't get them when they're in whirlwind mode. I never really. I think I got to those once. So you can try and leap over them, move out of the way. The idea is to get them as quick as you can. I think. Mm, they yeah, start they first appear on round 14 yeah I did I must have got to 14 then because I did see them once mm. right your opinions on graphics and sound what do you think well I didn't like them the characters are just plain creepy they're like they're kind of like some Norwe- Hans Christian yeah, Anderson sort of fairy tale kind thing. of Norwegian wood elves mm. or something we'll have to ask they got, they got dead eyes we'll have to ask Arch in a yeah, minute he's probably seen he's probably seen wood elves hasn't he in the forest yeah they got dead eyes and I don't like the way he moves because when you when you don't have the speed up he moves quite slowly and he yeah. has like a little somersault when he jumps I like mm. his hat though he's got a little blue fez on I like his hat yeah and when you get the speed up you've got sort of like a comedy your feet are whizzing round all the time mm. which I don't like either it annoys me you know I like the somersault that he does I don't he does like, like a kind of like a somersaulty backflippy thing when he jumps I quite like that it was too slow though See, I think the animation is well done well animated colourful but yeah creepy yeah these the two characters have their own slasher movie I reckon mm. and the music is really sort of upbeat tempo quick mm. and that annoys me as well yeah, I like so it overall not good for Snowball I think the, the sprites are too big as well mm. but I am totally going on this being a bubble bubble contender and it mm. totally isn't yeah see I haven't played bubble bubble a lot so I'm coming at it from a much more neutral perspective I would say yeah indeed yeah but I, I actually I played this on Tuesday night yeah, it's Saturday now and I got into it a little bit more I yeah. did give it a bit more I thought you know I've got to do it for Steve have another go rather than just beat it to death and I liked it a little bit more but I really can't be bothered to set all the snowballs up and you know get them going and get the bonuses mm. I think it's a very mediocre game yeah to be honest with you I do I thought it was pretty good I enjoyed it more than I thought I would mm. I thought it's pretty did. good and it's I might nice to find a game wouldn't it yeah I might still carry on playing it I'm okay. definitely going to credit through it to see all the bosses yes 
but I might carry on playing this one I quite like it the wasps are massive aren't they mm. they're huge they are what I would change right I'd make Nick and Tom move faster straight away yeah it's too slow the movement is too slow it's until you get until you get a speed up mm. they, yeah I'd make the power ups more frequent actually because sometimes you don't get a speed up until level 4 or 5 they just do not appear I think if you're doing really well not so many speed ups and, and stuff that come out because when you were playing the other night you are quite good at it I noticed you weren't getting as many power ups as I do because I'm not very good at it right so oh, that's, yeah. maybe that's why it's got a level thing on it right cabinet art mm-hmm. there's a kit that I've seen on Clov wasn't a real cabinet was it no just a kit it's, it's a just later a kit. game and it's from Romstar so it must have been a US distribution yeah I believe so it's alright it's not bad it's nothing special mm-hmm. oh Arcade History I've got this off the Arcade History website okay. this game was released as a conversion kit only often factory installed in a generic cabinet this title is Jammer compatible the circuit board for it is one of the smallest ever made and is barely larger than Nintendo Famicom cartridge it's not that small I've got a picture in front of me here it's not small at all my Atari Tetris or any Taito system elbow it's a lot smaller than this are they right. yeah they're only about 5 inches square they're only they're about the same size as the Jammer 56 pin connector and just as long but this thing's bigger than that as you can see yeah so it's not very small it's quite small it is small but yeah it's not the smallest it's got yeah. a nice little sticker of one of the cheeky Turpland guys on it yeah Pipiru is that maybe don't know or is that that weird ham face that appears on the yeah. title screen he is spooky did you see the picture on Twitter which we'll have to put on the face on our Webpage. Was that Vip who put it on? I think it was Mad Steve put a biscuit in front of it with a little <laughs> smiley face yeah. on it. It's brilliant. Yeah, like a Jammy Dodger style biscuit, mm. yeah. So was there any port sequels of this or a spin-off? Certainly was. Indeed. It had a release on the Famicom, yeah. which was very late in the console's life. Oh, but I didn't do very well. Yeah. It's quite a simple game, isn't it? Yeah. SNES. It's also on the Mega Drive, yeah. and Snow Brothers Jr. is on the Game Boy. Oh, but that's quite different then, because the Game Boy games had a bit of a different mm. touch to them, didn't they? Yeah. I've seen it on YouTube, you can perhaps link to that. Okay. And this is another bit I got off Arcade History, and it says, Like Taito's Liquid Kids, Snow Brothers was licensed to Manchester's Ocean Software uh-huh. for conversion to both the Atari ST and the Commodore Amiga home computers. But again, like Liquid Kids, Ocean decided that the game wouldn't perform well at retail and cancelled it. Uh-oh. But they were finished, right? Yeah. So it says it has since been released in its entirety to the emulation community, and there is a YouTube video... And they've added the Amiga version I've seen. They've added kind of like cutscenes and fleshed out the story to it. I like it when these guys do this. They mm. get an old game which people are looking forward to, and they do it and finish mm. it, and they, you can play it. Yeah. So there was a, a bootleg called the Winter Bubble. Okay, that's quite a creative name for a bootleg. Yeah. Normally they just must have just changed the title screen. Yeah. Sequel was Snow Brothers Two with new elves, which is really creepy. Oh, this little baby faces, like spooky baby faces They're, with teeth. They are baby vampire Ooh. baby. Don't like it. Green vampire don't like it, babies. Mama, don't like it. <laughs> They're really creepy. You think Snow Brothers creepy? Look at number two. Yeah. It's horrible. Tell a plan. What were you smoking? Yeah. But this was, I think, it was the last game that they ever finished and oh, they went wow. bankrupt before it was released so a company called Hannah Fram picked it up for distribution so it's made by Toa Plan distributed by Hannah Fram I've got a ham but I'm not a Hannah Fram I've got a ham but I'm not a hamster indeed we were singing that in the car weren't we there was an unofficial oh, sequel ham, apparently but I'm not a hamster what there was an unofficial sequel yeah there was Snow Brothers 3 Magical Adventure by Cermex 2002 never heard of it and it runs on hacked Snow Brothers hardware Snow Brothers 1 hardware okay and it is in MAME you can have a look at it oh we'll have a look at that mm. yeah cool 
I have not had a look at it. Hopefully, it's not as creepy. Right, the scoring. I won this. You did. I had 400 billion, no millions, 167,670. That's a great score, Vic. No, I, I had 167,000. I think that's your score, isn't it? 167,770. Yes, that was my score. We also have a new player, Andrew Anderson, who got 102,190. Thanks for playing, Andrew. Thank you. And Paul Cunningham, Paul Cunningham, another new player. Thank you very much, 45,080. And we also had a late score in on Twitter that I missed from Vip. He scored 20,450 points. Well done, Vip. Here comes the big wigs. Here we go. Bum, 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 bum. Lesley, good score from Lesley, 586,940. God. And next is Fat Baldy. Oh, no, it's me. Yeah. With six, uh, round about 673,000. I've got 672 something. Okay. And I can't see him in Maine because I'm hundreds of miles away from That'll him. That'll do. Yeah. And in second place, this is so close. It's been brilliant watching these two battle on Twitter, you know. Indeed. But back, backwards and forwards for the last two weeks. In second place with... The chooser of the game. Yeah. Mad Steve with... 1,978,050. Oh my lord. That's what, what level was he on? That's for one that? heck of a Billy Bob of a score. It is indeed. <laughs> he got to level 40, didn't he? Wow. So, yeah. And level 50. Ping. A ping. I presume he finished it. Must Ian Cullen, Mappy, 24, with 2,390 points. Oh my lord. That is huge ish. Double millionaire. I think the world record's about 5 million, but they, them guys must have played it forever. Must have looped it. I must start again, then. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I wouldn't know. And that's Ian Cullen, who was who's previously submitted good scores for Volfide and 1942 to us, so well done, mate. I think we might have to let him choose the next listener pick. Shall we? I think we should. That's a good idea, yeah. Get on to us, Ian. Yeah. So, next one is mine, then it's Vic's, and then it's yours, Ian. So, in six weeks' time... Indeed. Pick one. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah, good it. Overall thoughts on this game? I liked it. I thought it was good. It's like coming from a non-bubble bubble playing perspective. I thought it was good. It's different enough from bubble bubble. Do you not know think? Yeah, it's a different game, yeah. but it's very similar to I think Diet Go Go. Diet. And there's some I think Tumble Pop. There's similar type oh, of games, yeah, little yeah, platformers where you hit things and push them off and hit yeah. other things. There's a few games like it, mm, and I think yeah. there are some better ones. To be honest with you. Yeah. But I didn't like it, and I got a little bit into it. Uh, average mm. yeah, average. I don't hate it mm. but I certainly wouldn't buy it and I'm mm. probably not going to play it again I'm glad that I played it actually but from playing this I played Pippi and Bibbies because I knew that was another title playing game it wasn't a shooter and I much prefer hitting people in the face with a yo-yo and then knocking off levels mm. and getting stuck in lifts <laughs> it's quite fun stuck in a lift right the art of side art the art of side art Right, this is the Art of Side Art from Uricade, and we're going to pick... Journey, really, really rare cabinet. Apparently, it's got a cassette player inside, which plays the music from the band Journey. It's yeah. a really weird-looking cab. It's quite sort of slanted, isn't it? It's got a really, really nice-looking control panel on it. Yeah, it's like it's a... got a blast button for blasting. Weirdly warped Tempest cab. Yeah, odd-looking. It's sort of blue. It's got blue T-molding, Valley Midway game, and the side art. It's like a big sort of the Journey writing along the top. 
and it's got a really big weird face on it it's a really odd looking thing I've got a weird face you have but it's not on the side of a cab no unless I smash it into one. Oh! Yeah, really the marquee nice is a, a larger than normal marquee mm, it's quite big isn't it with a journey emblem shooting out of something perspective go, yeah going somewhere on a mission indeed it's on a journey in fact but the control panel's really nice isn't it it's yeah, looking yeah it's kind of like a spaceship kind of control panel I'm not isn't too it? sure of the game it's odd the game is weird as a weird thing isn't it it's indeed odd Features, yeah, features digitised faces from the band, from the 1985 band. Are, th- are they still going? No idea. Mm. But what I'm going to do right now is take a picture of it so we can show you people from your okay. Uh, actually, it's 83, not 85, sorry. And there you have it. And that is the art of side art. Right, now we're on releases from this month in history. And what did you think to that thing tune there, Vic, that I've made up? Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it. Was it silent? I'm going to put one in. Okay. I, I keep saying I'm put one in. Okay. It might be crap, actually. Okay. I'll put it Get in. Get on with it. All right. Bound to go out wild. We're going, woo, we're going way back. All the way back. So far back. <laughs> right, from September 2005, ten years ago. Yep. Samurai Spirits. Tenkachu Kenkukuden. Well done. An SNK Playmore on a Thomas Wave hardware. Yep. Which I'm learning a bit about because I never knew anything about this. It's the tenth game, really, in the Samurai Showdown series. There's ten of them? Yeah. I did not know that. But it's also known as Samurai Showdown 6. So I don't know how it's the tenth game. There must be little spin-offs. Maybe. Did they have a Gaiden? Samurai Uh, Showdown Gaiden. There is a Samurai Showdown Sen. Which right. is a modern one. I think there's one on that Type X2 hardware that I got mm. as well. I think there's one on there. Right. Uh, September 1995, Rockman, the power battle Capcom. It's a 2D fighter with Mega Man characters, obviously, called Rockman in Japan. Did not like it. It's not bad. I don't like it. Because I'm not a fighting guy. This is nice and simple. You're a lover, <laughs> not a fighter. This is a, it's just a nice and simple uh, fighter. Yeah, I mind Yeah, it's quite. Oh, don't mind this. <laughs> Going back 30 odd years. September 19. 85. Something called Ghosts and Goblins from Capcom yet again. Nakamura. Yes, well done. And you know what that means? Demon World Village. Demon World Village. Not Knackered Village. No. Demon World Village. There's two good names there Ghosts and Goblins and Demon World Village. Mm. Ghosts and Goblins more catchy. Right, I found something from 40 years ago. Oh my lord. Don't often do this. Yeah. Shark Jaws from Horror Games, which is an Atari alias. Yep, sneaky Atari. A simple pursuit and dodge game with the shark in it to cash in on the popularity of the movie Jaws. Of course. So they called themselves Horror Games in case they got sued. (laughs) Cheeky monkey. It's crap, it really is bad. It's so simple. And I'm going back 50 years. Wow, 50 years old. 50 years. Big Chief Pinball from Williams. Awesome. It's got the Native Americans in it. Cool. Not, Good theme. Not Indians, Native Americans. In, yeah. yeah. So, let's finish off this thing and go back inside. It's starting to rain now. Mm. Next show's game, and who picked it? Right, I'm going to pick, because it's my pick, Sunset Riders from Konami 1991. Uh-oh. I've been playing this a bit at the Club of Arcades. Yep. And I really enjoy it's got it. Got cowboys in it. Got cowboys, large animated sprites, good music, good feel to it, loads of bullets, shooting stuff, rat in fish. It's got cows in it as well. Moo. Cows, you can run on cows. Where where else can you run on a cow? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it, kids. Indeed. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our live outside report. You might have heard voices earlier, but it's all gonna add to the charm of it. Yes, we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Thank you, goodbye. 
can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 